0: Alex, we're back.
1: Adam. In I'm studio. Yeah. We. When was the last time we recorded in studio?
0: I don't remember. I don't remember. I either. think since I want to say Thanksgiving, this is only our second yeah, in yeah, studio for sure, which is nuts. Uh, Alex, did Even you hear nice that before the start of the show? I think it's a new intro.
1: It is a new intro.
0: So we want to give a shout out to Mr. Noah Britton. Is that Noah
1: Britton Beats.
0: Yeah. Uh, he reached out to you, Alex. Yeah. Or on the show because obviously all our all the real work kind of goes through you. So someone reaches out to you. He likes the sound of the show. He wanted to do some new little beat, new intro. Uh, I really like it, especially the start of it.
1: Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not complaining. No. It was better. <laughs> it's better than the one that I made.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> hey, yours was a lot rapier. <laughs> 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 I know. I know. I <laughs> know. Two more podcasts. Podcast, podcast. I. Uh, but yeah, it feels it feels hockey, eh? Does the new intro?
1: Yes. We don't really know what hockey is anymore.
0: I mean, it's not been a fun year.
1: <laughs> it's been so a bit long. of
0: a tease because obviously today is going to be, I think, beside the Laviolette stuff. Even with the Laviolette, I think it's going to be a much lighter episode, <laughs> like co- not content wise, but I mean like mood wise. But obviously later this week we do plan on doing one. Daniel will be coming back. Yay! Hopefully on Wednesday.
1: Hopefully on Wednesday. That's what he told us, and we're
0: probably gonna have a nice big discussion on hockey culture. What's been going on this year, Alex? Because we both are agreement that this year has not been fun. Uh, Besides the fact that our both our teams are going up and down, up and down, up and down, like bouncing a ball against your wall. But obviously the stuff with Kimelu, uh Mike Babcock, all that kind of stuff. But I wanted to start the show with something really fun. Again, shout out to Noah. Thank you for the intro. We appreciate it, man. Um, everyone, go. Find him out if you're a podcaster. Yeah, seek his his business. Really nice guy, eh? Yes. Anyway, though, Alex, I'm gonna do a bit of a quiz for you here. I'm not no, gonna tell you. At the beginning. I'm not gonna tell you what exactly this is. Be I want to do a little fun thing but every it's week. But
1: not, it's not Star Wars, right? I mean, Alex, can you see. at least change it up? Like give me a different something different. Like See, Star Wars.
0: my plan is is that Star Wars will be done once Rise of Skywalker comes out. By the way, I hope me and you do a review of that movie on the show. Okay,
1: let's just be clear. Why all of a sudden you you started talking about Star Wars? Why don't you let everyone know?
0: So Disney Plus is a thing, right? And well, I've always been a bit of a Star Wars fan. So Disney Plus. Oh, sorry. In the middle of November, the new Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order game came out. And, you know, I don't play video games as much as I used to because university, right? But, you know, I got Jedi Fallen Order because it was a really good single-player game. I, you know, leading up, there were a lot of good things out about it. I was fantastic, and so then I started on this massive Star Wars kick. So, of course, Disney Plus is now out. It has the Star Wars The Clone Wars series, which was... A lot of people look at it and go, oh, it's an animated show. It's a cartoon. It's actually really, really good. And yeah, it is. People die a lot in that show.
1: Yeah, I know. I watched the first couple of seasons. It's really good. Yeah,
0: it is. The, the animation the first season isn't as good when I look back on it. But assuming I watch a lot of anime, so my, my animation standards are pretty high. Yeah. But, you know, it fixes all the problems of Anakin and the prequels if you're not a prequel fan. Um... But that, you know, anyway, I'm going on this kick. The Mandalorian comes out. Rise of Skywalker's coming out. So I've just been on this massive Star Wars kick. Uh, of course, everyone's feeling it. The Carolina Hurricanes had a storm surge last night where they were doing the Star Wars stuff. Baby Yoda is the biggest thing in the world right now. Mm. Yeah. So I just, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm fully going Star Wars here. So Alex, I'm not going to tell you exactly what the result of this quiz is, but I'm going to ask you. Alex, what's your favorite color of purple, green, black, blue? blue blue okay very good what is your greatest strength your patience a clear sense of justice humility and attention
1: to detail attention to detail
0: all right what is your favorite accessory a walking stick a crown combat boots or a cowl wait repeat them again a cowl
1: no all of them all of them
0: combat boots yeah a crown a walking stick It's a tough option, A walking stick. A walking stick. All right. You're one with the Force. How do you wield this power? For winning a fight, to lift large objects, teach others its powers, and helping those who can't help themselves.
1: Helping those who can't help themselves.
0: Now, which one of these Yoda quotes best represents you? For my ally is the Force, and the powerful ally it is. Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, hate leads
1: to suffering. Yeah, that one.
0: Always no, there's still two more. Always pass on what you have learned. Do or do not, there is no try.
1: Uh do or do not, there is no try.
0: Alright. I feel like you forgot the second one. Okay, you've been <laughs> betrayed. How do you react? Plot revenge. Call the authorities. Walk away. Try to talk to them.
1: Plot revenge.
0: Plot revenge. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh you know
0: you gotta step up you gotta drop the, mitt, the mitts next time you see them people hate you when sorry people hate it when you throw food give them orders get snippy disappear for hours at a time get snippy get snippy I'd call that being lippy if you weren't a Jedi you would dedicate your life to teaching finding inner peace a cause family
1: a cause a
0: cause there's only two more questions here What do you like to do for fun? Hiking, volunteering, laser tag, or meditate?
1: I'm going to go with laser tag.
0: I've never been laser tagging. It's okay. Last question here. What is your greatest fear? Losing trust in yourself, failure, the death of those you love the most, the rise of tyranny.
1: The rise of tyranny.
0: By the way, this is on the official Star Wars website. You are Obi-Wan Kenobi. (laughs) This was Which Jedi are you, Alex? You're, you're a natural leader and mentor Always ready to lend your expertise he, Alex has his hands in the air He looks quite victorious To those willing to listen and learn You have a natural curiosity for the world And are often regarded as even tempered That is not true
1: that, that one's not
0: true I got, I got Kanan like That the, the, one's like, not true From Star Wars Rebels I wasn't happy with Kanan I was really going for Anakin But I was going to go too dark side. But anyway Alex Let's go to the hockey The real reason people are here uh, So you know how we start the show Don't you? the power hour it's the power hour i think today we dedicate the power hour to our good friend of the show noah Britton. oh my god oh i closed my notes everyone's oh boy. a friend of the show everyone's a friend of the show
1: anyway. okay i'll start yeah since you closed your notes uh i guess we're gonna start with ken holland and mike babcock hey boy! so uh la- i think we talked about it last episode or two episodes ago uh Johan Franzen or Chris Chelios, I guess, to start, uh, was talking about his time in Detroit. Uh, specifically, he mentioned Johan Franzen. Then later, Johan Franzen came out and talked about the uh, talked about Mike Babcock and what he did in the dressing room, what he did on the bench, and his treatment specifically towards Franzen. And it was quite bad Like we all thought it was was bad with the Mitch Marner story It just continued to get worse And obviously Ken Holland was the general manager in Detroit at the time And he had some things to say He was asked, he is now with the Edmonton Oilers He was asked about this incident And it seemed like he really didn't know what was going on and both of us
0: We're call smiling that at each that a other load
1: right of BS. Now, we've heard a lot of different things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we've heard from Jeff O'Neill. We've heard from Carlo Koliakovo, who said things like, he what did they say something along uh, I, I can't Polly remember
0: that. said that every year the leadership group in detroit would go to ken holland to try and get mike babcock fired
1: right and it, it seemed like the from the quotes from directly from ken holland is that that really wasn't happening or he didn't know about it and this is directly from Chalios on the Spin Chicklitz interview. When something did happen and there was some second guessing and it got to Kenny Holland, Kenny Holland came down to the room and had this speech and supported Mike Babcock. It was a great speech, but it was to tell everybody in the room if you don't like it, you could be traded. So come up and see me to be traded. And so that was kind of the way it ended.
0: And Chalios, of course. When they had an outdoor game, I can't remember exactly which one it was. But it was in his hometown. Now, of course, this is at the end of Chelios' career, right? But anyway, this is it. Hometown. And apparently he wasn't going to play. But at the time, Jim Nil and I believe he was part of, I don't remember his exact role in the organization. But as well as Ken Holland had to tell Mike Guy, play this guy in the in his hometown, of course. You don't tell Mike Babcock what, what to do. So what did Mike Babcock do? He started Chelios, started the game... Benched him for the rest of it. Played one shift, and his kids, and Chelios' kids were, you know, not even 40 feet away from him, looking at him like, Dad, what's going on? Chelios is his emotion to get him some beers, and he's basically on the bench drinking the entire time, home game, outdoor game, family is there, and Mike Babcock did it so he could tell Holland and Ruff, Hey, listen, you don't tell me what to do. And Franzen talked about how he couldn't sleep. After what happened with the Detroit you know, talking about how Babcock had the people he picked on once they left, it became Franz and stuff.
1: And I don't know if you've seen the quotes from Ken Holland.
0: I have some of them right in front of me.
1: I have a I have a couple of them. We don't really need to get to read them, but from reading them, I think Holland was kinda kind of, kind of diddle daddling around the actual the around the question that was being asked. And he kept coming up uh, talking about him being a good or bad coach. And at the end of the day, it's not about him being a good or bad coach per se when it comes to the X's and O's. It has to it comes down to him being a good or bad coach with actually dealing with people.
0: I think the quote you're talking about that stood out for me was quote, you talk about Johan Franz and I can't speak for Johan. He added that's uh Ken Holland and when he came out, he was very clear and said Mike Babcock was a tremendous coach. He doesn't like him as a person, end quote. And like you're saying, it's not about him being a great coach. It's about him being a terrible person and what he put Johan in through.
1: And I think that's what everyone has been getting at. Yeah. Is that from the day the Mitch Marner stuff came out... It wasn't about Mike Babcock being a bad coach when it comes to the X's and O's and it, when it comes to the tactics. Sure, some of his things, some of the things that he liked to do, were old-fashioned. But at the end of the day, it worked. Mm-hmm. It's about how he deals with players, off the, uh, on the bench, off the ice, in the dressing room. That's what I think a lot of people. Not it's not are are not getting because they're still pushing back on Mike Babcock being a bad coach when it comes to the X's and O's when when it it's not that's not what it's this any of these situations are about because if it was about him being a bad coach um it we wouldn't be having this deep of a discussion
0: The face of the game wouldn't be changing right now right if it was just about hey
1: if Bill Peters and Uh, Mark Crawford and Mike Babcock were bad coaches when it comes to the X's and O's, we wouldn't be sitting here for the last how many months discussing how the game needs to change. Mm -hmm. We've already had that discussion, and it's not as serious. The X's and O's of the game, the discussions that you and I have had on the podcast, off the podcast, are not as serious and are not even close to the seriousness of the conversations we've been having for the last two months.
0: Mm-hmm. So, if we want to quickly move on to another coach who has had some stuff against him, uh, Peter Laviolette. Uh, there's a clip going back to when he coached the Flyers, and at what it looks like is he... Okay, well, there's no denying it. He hits one of his former players. Uh, unfortunately, I can't get the thing up right now. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, and I can't... Ville. Lino. Yeah, And so we talked about this last night. And added to all of this, Dan Carcillo, who's probably been one of the more outspoken members of hockey period for the past few years, also added, here's a little quote, talking about Peter Laviolette. Of course, Carcillo was with the Flyers, uh, 2009 to 2011, while, of course, Peter Laviolette was the coach back then. Quote, there were a lot of things that annoyed me about him. He was one of the guys that liked to be the rah-rah guy. Send you out for fights when you know that he never fought. There's a lot of stuff that I don't agree with what he did, his coaching methods. End quote. Before going to the the punch, because I think me and you are a bit of a disagreement with that, Carcillo's comments there, I actually find really weird. Because there's this part where it's like, rah rah guy, send you out to fight when you know that he never fought. That sounds to me, because did Peter Laviolette play? Because that sends like, you know what people say about Craig Berube, that they fight for him, like they are willing to go out and play for him because they know he served his time when he was a coach. Maybe I'm I'm not reading Carcillo's comments properly I there. He played in the AHL. See, it sounds more to me there that he's complaining that Laviolette set them out to fight.
1: Which then. is, a, and, and, and I don't know if you've looked at the work that he's doing. Besides, obviously, for sure, he's been talking about hockey culture since basically he's retired mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff he talks about is yes this type of stuff um, like what we've been talking about for the last two months but he also looks at fighting in hot he talks a lot about fighting yeah and, and how bad and concussions and, con- and how concussions are really bad and just everyone's people just seem to be ignoring the, that fact and I see where he's getting there. I don't think you should necessarily send a player out, send a player out there to fight. But that's just also my, the way I want hockey to be. And I guess that's something we'll get more into on Wednesday. I don't obviously I don't agree with saying you, you're going out there to fight or you go out there and hurt that guy, because we both know that happens or has happened in the past. The
0: thing I think of right away is is <clears throat> back then. Remember, 2011. It's really weird thing. That was eight years ago. Yeah. Think of what the Leafs and the Habs were back then, right? Uh, I, that don't, was when, I don't want to. That was when it was like, hey, trade Ovechkin. And remember that back in the of the When you look at that, I think, you know what's really weird? What, co- what team was that again?
1: The Flyers. Yeah. Okay. What's
0: the Flyers' identity? Or what do that fan base think their team is? If you're going to win or lose, you'd be the Broad Street Bullies. Right. That's just the, expi- and, and again, we're not saying it's right, but that was kind of the identity of the Flyers, and it always kind of has been, so...
1: You know what I have a problem with, though? No, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Everything you're saying is, is absolutely right. The only thing I have a problem with in this scenario is we've been talking about concussions. Like, there's documented evidence of how bad this this is science like it's and you and i've been saying this is recent it's not recent it's just been talked about loudly recently this side the science goes back decades like it's not even like recent that this science is out there are you injury prone no i'm prone to being hit in the head like you can't come at me and say yeah we should have fighting in the nhl because it's good for the it's good for the ho- good for hockey because I can't sit there and I can't sit there and give you a list of reasons why it is. No. And I get where you're coming from. It's the it's the culture at the time. We're
0: not saying it's right. It was just
1: Yeah, no, I get what you're saying.
0: That's just what it was like.
1: It, but when I guess for him it's looking back on that and mm-hmm. saying the fact that he told players to go out there and fight isn't necessarily right. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I don't think that's the incident everyone was.
0: So yeah, then there is. So about. it there's this gif that's been going around, and it's back with this incident with Lino LaViolette, and LaViolette La looks to punch him in the side of the helmet. You can clearly see he makes contact. Now this is the quote. Um, this is from Lino. I know I'm saying that wrong. I'm so sorry. Um, it's just by the time he played, it was before as a hockey fan, so I'm not very familiar with the guy, and he's not Peter Forsberg, so I don't. This is the first I've heard of this guy. Uh, So this is a quote. There are a lot of emotions in the game, he told ESPN. Coaches get fired up and things happen. I don't think Peter tried to hit me, and it looks worse in the video than it was. Peter was a very passionate and emotional coach. That made him good, but sometimes stuff like that happens. Nevertheless, it shouldn't happen. Now, LaViolette, we're going to add a second. I'm going off an Athletic article, by the way, from Adam Winken. So when me and you were talking about this, I said kind of the same thing here. Laviolette hits him and the guy doesn't even react. So I, I, I agree that he probably didn't mean to or... Because if he wanted to hit...
1: I, I, I know, but it's just the action of him punching a player or hitting a player in the head which is... which is the problem. That's the... I don't care if you want to... if you want to punch him on the... Sh- not punch him or rile them up you slapping them on the shoulder. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's ways to do it. Maybe... That's the only thing I had a problem with.
0: Also, he said that LaViolette did apologize to him.
1: Okay, then there there we go. I mean, hey, it's he a it, Listen, listen. <laughs> did he do it... He, he apologized? Did he do it again? Uh, not that I've seen. Unless something comes up and that he's, uh, he's been actively doing this for... Or he did this for a stretch of time and did nothing then I have a problem. You it's did it, you apologize. Mike. It's
0: different from Well, Mike apologized, and he said he did it after the fact, but still, there's nothing about Fronson that's come out. He didn't. Of course, Bill Peters, lawyers but and all, but after the fact, there's nothing come out with his apology to Hakeem Alou.
1: Right. Peters, we know. Uh, he he said, said he apologized. Did, Akeem Akeem said, yeah, no, other he didn't. B- yeah. I'm inclined
0: to believe Hakeem Alou.
1: The thing with Babcock is he did it in Detroit, and he continued it in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So, sure, you can apologize all you want, but if you do it, apologize, and then do it again, it's like the apology meant nothing.
0: M- mental manipulation, why being an advocate for mental health? Like, come on. Yeah. So, but I thought this was really an interesting thing for P. LaViolette. When I first saw it, I thought, oh, no. But also, I don't remember Nashville being a really, like, go out and fight your team. Well, like, especially now that, like, even when they had Shea Weber, I don't remember them being that. I mean, Peter Ford, I know, I, I understand Brian Johansson's a bit of a prick, but, you know, Phil Forsberg? Craig Smith? P.K. Subban isn't really, like, that guy's more about the finesse on the ice when he right. was there than,
1: than that. I mean, Roman Yosi. Maybe he's a guy who's changed with the times.
0: Yeah, it'd be nice if more coaches did that, wouldn't it? But anyway, uh, anything else you want to talk about, Carcillo, Laviolette, of course we're going to go more onto it next no, episode. No, I'd rather
1: wait till next episode. So I
0: think now we just have a lot of fun stuff going on for the rest of this show. Starting with Nathan McKinnon is full of hogwash. See, I love Nathan McKinnon. I've argued on this show at points that he could be the best player in the world. Not and anymore. He's he's easily top three, though. He's with Sid I think not no, I think
1: he's number three.
0: Yeah, behind Sid and, Sid and Connor. Connor number one, Sid number two, right? Yes, sir. So, Forbes did this article, and the article was actually more of a thing of, hey, so what's it like being one of the best in your sport, but hey, you're the most underpaid? And McKinnon turned it into, I thought, it's a brilliant PR move, that when it comes time for his next deal in four years, of course, Nathan McKinnon has one of the best contracts, the best contract
1: in the league, right? Wait, 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 who's it a PR move for?
0: Nathan McKinnon. That wasn't thing. a
1: PR move for Nathan McKinnon. That was a PR move for the Colorado Avalanche.
0: Anyway, so McKinnon says in this thing that for his next contract, he's going to take less. Again, I'm paraphrasing again. here, by the way. I have again. a quote. Now, okay, please give me a read, Alex, because I think it's been said about this, but... yeah. On I'll my next
1: hard. deal, I'll take less again because I want to win with this group.
0: All right. Now, Nate. Nate.
1: Okay, I want you to bring well, up well he did come out the next day and clarify his comments
0: oh I didn't see this what did so, you
1: say he said I definitely didn't take a discount when I signed that deal
0: thank you Nate
1: I think that's totally fair fair for where I was at obviously I'm thankful to be making the amount of money I'm making
0: Because the year he signed that deal, I believe, he came off of 53 points. He didn't even have 20. Now, of course, McKinnon was that first overall pick that we were all kind of waiting for. And it wasn't until Duchesne got traded that he was like, Oh, hi there. I'm amazing. So, I think... I'm good I'm very happy You brought it up Because I didn't know He said that And I was about to go on What people like Mike Johnson Been saying Like dude You signed for I thought it was a bit much When he first signed that deal I remember And then he all Shut us up
1: But So I was reading And I'm sorry I cannot remember Where I found this I was reading somewhere That he was offered A two year deal And a seven year deal
0: I saw that on Twitter Yeah
1: And he took the Seven year deal For the security
0: how much does he make now if he's an RFA, I wonder?
1: Oh, more than Marner. <laughs> more than Marner. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. For okay. sure. Because it's he would have been, he would have been an R. if he took a two-year deal, he would have been an RFA after the 17-18 season where he finished with 97 points. He would have made more than Marner that year. Oh, yeah. I think you can argue that.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: Because you look, I'm looking at his past, like the past, 53 points the year before, 52 the year before that, 38, and then 63 in his rookie season. So he had one blow-up year and two good years. It sounds a lot like Marner, but Nathan McKinnon is a center, and he's better than Marner.
0: We don't hate Mitch Marner, by the
1: no, way. No, we don't hate Mitch Marner.
0: I, and I'm not a least fan, but I lost it when he blocked that shot in the, uh, the Philly game. I was like, "Out of boy, Mitch! You probably mo- shouldn't do that." I almost screamed. But good for him, there was effort, which we didn't see from Austin Matthews in that game. But which anyway, one? Uh, the Philadelphia game, where he said, "We oh, need to yeah. be better," even though it was completely
1: his fault. <laughs> yeah, we folded. Oh, Remember great.
0: when he was about to get drafted and people said he was going to be the next Ondrej Kopitar?
1: No, I don't remember it. Yeah, it was. People
0: were saying he was going to be a sixty-point guy who was more like Anzi Kopitar with a sulky, and then I he scored rem- forty yeah, goals. I don't rem-
1: I believe you. I don't ever remember saying that.
0: You know, Montreal was a lottery ball away from getting him. He was almost a have, but he's not. I'll take it. Cole Caulfield's going to score more goals. Anyway, though, uh. um, you know what I love,
1: um. Goalies getting punched in the face.
0: I wasn't gonna say that because I'm am a very big goalie guy. I, I was gonna say Jumbo Joe, just not caring anymore. So he was clearly just going into Mirazik, like just completely digging into. It. If Lucic was there, Joe gets sucker punched, but but like Joe's not just poking. At, and I didn't know like if you go fiercely into that, that can really hurt a goalie. So Mirazik doesn't isn't afraid to go give him you know some some love here, and Joe Thornton just drops him. Now, did you see what Carolina didn't practice the next day? They yeah, did, they
1: put the tape. They did the, like the uh, crime scene.
0: The crime scene outline of Morassic on the ice. <laughs> they are such a fun. Or- of course, yeah, we talked about the storm surge. earlier, it's making a comeback lately. I love Carolina.
1: They're a great team.
0: Now that I'm over Gardner and Aho, from a uh- hat standpoint of view, I love <laughs> Carolina again. Svecnikov's been great. Aho, I think had a hat trick last night. By the way, everyone I needed, the ha- everyone the Habs needed to lose last night won. Do you
1: remember the that head. they remember that they uh, traded Victor Rask for Nino Niederreiter? Ugh, do
0: you remember that? I do. Remember Paul Vetton? That was pretty brutal.
1: It's disgusting. Uh, That's disgusting.
0: So Alex, normally I, I I'm aware of what's going on in the Power Hour, but you put here that there was an anniversary on Friday. So what was the anniversary? You're smiling right now. What was this? And should I be worried? No, no. Okay. Maybe a little bit. The last anniversary was the Duchesne trade that we talked about, I remember, so I'm oh, excited to good see. Oh, this Okay.
1: 24 years ago today.
0: Oh, um, If this is what I think it is, Alex, I'm going to walk out the, the
1: Montreal Canadiens oh, traded Patrick Watt and Mike Keane to the Colorado Avalanche for Andre Kovalengo, Co- Rusinski and and Jocelyn Thibault was
0: Keane the captain of Montreal back then.
1: No idea. It doesn't been. say.
0: Because I know he was captain at one point. Because he he was at the. Habs I have so been long.
1: waiting two days to say that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alex, do you know who my second favorite team is? It's like.
1: Is it Colorado? Uh,
0: it is because, of course, growing up as a Habs fan, um, you know you have a lot of respect for Patrick Waugh, And of course, being in Colorado, there was always that so I've always had like a second love for Colorado it's nowhere near for Montreal right but you know I've always had a really soft spot for Colorado but yeah that trade just listening to the return obviously Alex I was born in 1999 yeah. and listening to that return I don't I've never heard of a single one of those Colorado players other one I, I read about that trade so um, you know it's sad it's sad oh, that's but funny. Uh, hey but he's good with the organization now is he? Yeah, oh yeah, he has been. True. He goes to Habs games all the time, he loves Carey Price. Yeah, he's good with the organization now, yeah, because, well, because Mario Tremblay's
1: gone. Uh, yeah.
0: Uh, I hate whenever, because obviously I have to find weird streams to watch Habs games. Uh, legally, of course. Not really, not really. But I have to watch Air and the problem is, every time you, you put it on, and one of the analysts is Mario Tremblay, and you're like, Ah! Leave me alone! I don't like you! You're the <laughs> reason he's gone! And of course, for those of you who don't know, I have a Patrick Watt goalie mask tattoo on my right cow, which I will show Alex. Yeah. That took three and a half hours. They started at the bottom, and whenever they went yeah. back there, it hurt like hell. But anyway, uh, so I either didn't I didn't see this either. So the Bruins lost, which they don't do very often. If you look at the Atlantic standings, they are so ahead, it's not even funny. So apparently, a fan or fans threw something on the ice. Fans were
1: throwing stuff on the ice. This is their
0: first loss yeah. after nine games, by the way.
1: They lost in overtime.
0: You get a point. Cool. I wish Montreal would get more of those.
1: And people are throwing. Signs. It's such a Boston thing. They're in Philly. It's it's always them. Yeah, you know, but the thing with Boston is though, and I think we pick on Boston a lot. Because, yeah, they deserve it because they get all the, the nice things. Because of who we are fans of, but they have so much. Like it's bad. Like they have a lot of success in that city
0: mm-hmm.
1: recently. Like
0: Patriots are the
1: Patriots, the Red Sox. The Bruins, and then the Celtics.
0: I'm not a big basketball guy, so I, I couldn't tell you about the Celtics.
1: It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like they, get, they have a lot of success. A
0: winning culture. And you lose
1: one freaking game, and it's the end of the world. Big deal. Get over it. I mean... <laughs> get over the f- it.
0: The fan base that I belong to threw a white towel in the Bruins, be this 8-1, so... Oh...
1: Yeah, but you lost eight one and yeah. you were in the mi- and you were in the middle of the losing streak. Yeah, was, I think it and was the sixth loss. And how much success have you had? Re- no offense, I haven't either. How they much success have you? They've re- been to the conference
0: finals once since 2014. Right, but how about? I think like twice in the past decade, and that's been it. Into the conference finals, it's been. it. See what I mean? And I like yeah, and send, and they've missed the playoffs for nearly four straight years.
1: So they so. have nothing to complain about. Yeah, ridiculous.
0: But so Patrice Bergeron's hurt. And this is a little thing. And if you've ever been to like an optional skate, you see this all the time. Like Those players were like, those are your extra guys. Like Mike Riley when I went, Keith Kincaid. All the extra guys would go around and pick up the pucks afterwards. But Patrice Bergeron was by himself at practice. Just shooting away. Then he goes and he cleans up every single little puck. You probably saw it on Twitter. I know Ryan O'Reilly does the same thing. I saw someone talk about it. Um, but Patrice Bergeron... It's hard to you hate the Bruins, but you cannot hate Patrice Bergeron. I don't hate Patrice He's, Bergeron. It's so annoying. He's rich. <laughs> He's, He's rich. probably the best two way player of all time. He's extremely handsome. <laughs> it is not fair. How yes, handsome there's a hands.
1: lot of players on that team that I do not like,
0: but Patrice Bergeron. But
1: Patrice Bergeron is not one of them.
0: Bacchus. Of crap, per- know, person, like piece of crap. Probably good. He's a good person, but piece of crap. Brad Barshan. Nope. <laughs> don't even get me no, started. N- no one likes. Pre- no one. <laughs> I, I bet there <laughs> are Bruins <laughs> fans that the only re- like even if he has that logo at times, they're probably like, I hate this guy. But he's for my team, so I love him. You know, Jake DeBrusk. Nope. No, don't like him. David Krejci. Don't like him. But well, you never really know this mm, him, but I, that's that's yeah,
1: fine. It's the a uh,
0: Chara. Voice of piece of crap. Yep. Chara. Chara's. I, I have a lot more respect for Chara. Yeah, because he's played
1: 1,500 games. But, you know, games. when he
0: accidentally broke your, my captain's neck, it was a bit like, I hate... He got booed at uh, the Bell Center for like a decade. Yeah. You just... you just, Tuka Rask is amazing. Well, as a Leafs fan, I don't need to tell you why you hate yeah. Tuka Rask. Lerosa locks their back up now, so that's just a slap in the face <laughs> of Gary Price.
1: How about David, pa- how about David Pastrack?
0: Yeah, because he scored a hat-trick in the 8-1 game. I you can't hate, stand okay, Pastrack. Okay. Like, I don't hate him yet, but... When you're on pace to score 80 goals... <laughs> <laughs> I have, you know, I'm not a fan of you. His release is deadly. Oh, it's
1: it's, it, it's deadly.
0: He just won't stop scoring on Montreal. So, uh let's do you want to save Taylor Hall for the end of the power hour? You just want to get it out of the way. Sure. Um, so, Brady Kachuk gets the maximum. Uh, this is really weird. I don't know how these fines seem to work. Because Evander Kane got a max fine of 5K. So did... Which one is different? So, by the way, Cernak didn't get anything, did he?
1: Nope.
0: Nothing at what all. What did I say? So, Brady Kachuk ended up getting a fine of $2,486.56 for a crosscheck on Scott Lawton.
1: Did you see and it?
0: I, I did. Uh,
1: you didn't see a problem with it?
0: It was a scummy. But I wouldn't have given it a fine, to be honest with you.
1: No, you know what the thing is? He cross checked him. This, Scott Lyons on the floor Drops the gloves the, Brady Kachuk drops the gloves And goes in for it You don't see a problem with that He's a Kachuk Scott Lyons on the floor Yeah but that's not
0: an excuse I have, anymore I may have seen a different clip then
1: That's not an excuse anymore
0: I know they were going after each other all night And Slaughton got the game winner didn't he And he went by and was like hey Kachuk Suck it
1: Here I'll sh- I'll send you the tweet oh, with, the, with the clip
0: We're Since we're talking about the Kachuks Can Drew Dowdy shut up?
1: What did he say this time?
0: He was, so first of all, he was talking about going into, and paraphrasing here, because I'm just remembering it. Did you get it? Uh, hold on. Did you text it to me? Yes, I did. Uh, I will bring it up. There it is. So, you know, know, hold on. We'll we'll, we'll pause on Dowdy. Uh, Kachuk jumps Lawton. Let's look at this quickly. Hashtag Flyers Talk. So he hits him down. All right. And then, oh my god, that is terrible! He didn't get suspended for that? Oh are my that,
1: god! Are, it, I mean, I'm not gonna yell about so it. So he hits him I'm back.
0: Dying. Lawton is still on his knees, and oh, that is. Kachok would be a really good flyer. That is, a, that should be a suspension.
1: No, apparently not.
0: I want to quickly and you know certainly the top, um, the top reply is uh, just tagging player safety. <laughs> that is, um, that's really bad. But so anyway. How many
1: games would Kaju get for doing that?
0: Uh he'd get ten. Oh
1: at least. Yeah. Because who without a question. <laughs> yeah, not even a question.
0: Without a single question. It's
1: absolutely ridiculous. Did we
0: have a show since Colorado? The game against Colorado and Toronto or no? Yeah, we did. We did? Okay. Um just I was, I, I I forgot if we talked about Cadre or not. But yeah, so Dowdy goes in. He talks about oh going to Edmonton. He praises, that sings their praises, Edmonton, and he's just tr- trashing Calgary. I'm like, wait, why is he doing that? And then I see that they were playing the Flames, and he was saying, oh, I'm completely done. With he's doing normal Drew Dowdy style, and he contradicts himself. But then, like, the Flames ended up winning. The Flames are on a four game winning streak, by the way. They're like, shut up, Drew. You just look like a joke now, and your he's, team is
1: losing. His exactly, his team is losing. He has nothing better to do. He's he's just racking in the money. He will continue to rack in the money, and his team's not doing anything, and he can't do anything. I
0: like Dowdy, and I think I I said last time the flames in the the flames in LA's, uh, play playing like I love what Dowdy's doing, but it's getting a bit silly now. Like you can't go like when he said this is over, and he hip checked Kachuk. It's like, dude, Figure seriously. It out.
1: Is he just trying to keep himself relevant? Is this what's going on here?
0: Well, I mean, when the most entertaining of your part of your <clears throat> games now is your mascot.
1: Did you see what ha- what happened on Twitter?
0: I know. What well, they were going back and forth with the Barracuda, right? With San Jose's affiliate team. <laughs> so
1: they took it. So the Barracuda posted a picture of. Um, it
0: was a win, right? They beat. They it was a win, but no one
1: was. I don't remember, Gulls. but no one was in the. No one was in the stands. Yeah,
0: it looked empty.
1: And then, I don't know if it was the Kings' Twitter page or if it was the mascot page, uh, made a comment, like retweeted it and made a comment. I don't remember.
0: It was the meme of um, I'm gonna tell my kids. That this was a full arena.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now that that specific post is down, but the Barracuda uh, Twitter account went back and said, "You guys have to, um, you guys, have, you guys have to comment on AHL arenas when your team is last in the league."
0: <laughs> I remember seeing a tweet, oh. and it was. It was the Kings back in the... Because the Kings like had the first you know real funny Twitter account when it comes to the NHL. And I forget who they were ripping. They were saying, oh, we've had better goaltender than you for eight years. And then you look at Jonathan Quick, and he's totally trash now.
1: I feel bad for Jonathan Quick. Yeah. We've talked about him before, though.
0: Yeah. Again, in 2014, we were robbed of Quick versus Price because of one Chris Kreider. Eric Angles has... The biggest balls in the world for saying the Habs should get Chris Kreider.
1: I heard that. It was on uh, Hockey Central, right? He's
0: been saying it in a lot of places, and I, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know how I feel.
1: You wouldn't want a Chris Kreider on your team?
0: I'm still hurt.
1: Okay. We'll uh, give it. We'll give it a few more
0: years. Uh, we talked about it for a second, but yeah, four straight for Calgary. Lucic scoring in back-to-back games, including his first of the season. Yay! Good for Lucic. I know we harp on him a lot, but Jeff Merrick talking about how looking at Lucic in the game just around him has changed so much. I have a lot more sympathy for him. But then I remember when he did had am like, yeah, never mind.
1: You know else. You know who else got a goal last night? Who? Zach Ronaldo.
0: Oh, Let see me his- read
1: you a stat line. F- one goal, five minutes of ice time, one hit, and 15 penalty minutes.
0: He just needed an assist and he's getting that goal. he had. I'm assuming he's... He, no, he did fight, didn't he?
1: 15 penalty minutes. <laughs> How?
0: I remember when they called him up, people were like, that's going to solve your problems.
1: It's. I don't think it's going to solve your problems.
0: But good for Calgary that they're getting on board. Uh, Goudreau might be back because he had a wicked setup for uh for sean monahan the other day
1: what do you think is happening in calgary is it a matter of them having a new coach and it's they're just riding that and then they're gonna end up regressing
0: their new head coach is it jeff ward yeah I know he was doing some crazy stuff when it came to line changes and saying, like, hey, we're going we're gonna to change things up here. And I know he was an assistant with Claude Julien Boston, so everything I've heard that he's a great coach. And, I mean, and we saw the instant effect in Toronto. Say what you want about their play today um, with this little stretch, obviously. But, I think, whenever you fire a coach, there's always that jump First in confidence. right? And at the same time, the Flames have too much talent and knowledge to succeed. Johnny Gurdjieff is not staying bad forever. And I, 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 mean.
1: So you think they? Why? Well, I, I. My guess is they're going to ride it out with Jeff Ward for the rest of the season. But you think they can get back on track? I so. mean, listen, they're t- they're tied for the second wild card spot. The only reason they're not in the wild card is because uh, Vancouver has played one less game than them. It's not like it's too bad.
0: No, it's still the Pacific. Which is so annoying. I'm I'm looking at the Pacific again, and one team could go on a on a little streak here. By the way, the Sharks lost three straight. God damn it!
1: You thought they were back up?
0: I did. I was clearly wrong. But Calgary, I mean, I think the thing. Looking at how tight it is there, yeah, they can do it. It's just I, like it looks like Vegas are starting to wake up too, which is really nice. But I, I just well,
1: someone I, needs to catch Arizona and. Uh, Edmonton, because this isn't normal.
0: I'm very happy for Arizona. Say what you. I'm happy about. for
1: I'm happy for Arizona. I'm just
0: looking at the teams man. in the Pacific quickly. Uh, I don't care about the Kings. Well, I like Anze Kopitar. I'm a massive fan of Anze Kopitar, but Dowdy, like I don't care. You're bad now. The Ducks, I was kind of excited for, but not surprised. Know, the Sharks, I'm really disappointed for because I I can't tell you how big a fan I am of Eric
1: Carlson. Do you think there's a coaching change coming there soon?
0: Uh, get a goalie. Get a goalie in your Yeah, fight. but they
1: didn't have a goalie last year and they did it.
0: And I give that more credit to Pete DeBoer because Eric Carlson has been better. He's already matched his goal total from last year. We know what he can do offensively. Just get a goalie. Get a goalie. You, you've had the time yeah, to that's change. It's
1: easier it. said than done. Who's willing to give up a goalie?
0: I think the Habs would be willing to trade one. Who? Charlie Lindgren. He has a career nine ten save percentage in the NHL.
1: How many games? How many games?
0: I will. It's not a lot, but right,
1: and that, that's. But he's that's cheap. That's where the concern comes. He, to. But
0: he he's cheap. I, I think he would be a, a safe to bet bet to take on. I don't think it would take a lot to get out of Montreal, because I think he, I if I'm Charlie Lindgren I want out right now because he's being passed up by a twenty year old now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we'll get to Caden Primo later.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, but you know, but good for Calgary. They're they're bringing it all together now. Good for them. So Kale McCarr is hurt.
1: Yeah, after a clean hit from Brad Marchand. I just want to emphasize it's a clean hit. It's just we're not used to that, are we? I know. Uh, there's no real update. I know he both him and Grubauer left last night's game against uh, Boston, but Grubauer ended up back on the bench. Uh, McCarr didn't. There were reports that could have been, like there were rumors, not rumors, people were wondering if it was concussion protocol. I'm pretty sure we would have heard if it was concussion protocol by now. I think they'll be fine, man. Like it's, I think this is more of a hit to his, to his, uh, depending on if he's injured and how long the injury is, it's more of a hit to his, Calder run Than it, it is to the Colorado Avalanche Finishing Wherever they'd finish Like first in the central
0: It looks very innocent at first But then right afterwards McCarr looks very woozy Like his he head's He looks a- shaken w- up and Yeah it looks like It looked clean to me
1: It, it was
0: Yeah and I'm I mean, just
1: trying to wonder Where If he clipped his head At the beginning Because if you look at the clip Right his McCar's head is down Yeah Right like fully down like uh, looking for the or looking for the puck or whatever he's doing, and then Marshawn comes in and I'm not and listen I'm not disputing if it's a clean or dirty hit I think it's a clean hit and McCarr just um, Marshawn just barely clipped his head.
0: Yeah, it was it was totally clean. Um, not only is it going to affect his Calder run,
1: his Norris run, yes. Yeah.
0: Because hey, I I know John Carlson, guys, but um, some respect for Kale McCarr, please.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you know how the Norris, you know how the Norris works. I they they're not gonna they, even if even if he finished the year, he played the full eighty-two games, or I don't think they'd give it to him. I think it'd go to John Carlson.
0: Who else is there for the Norris? you think right now, McCarr? <laughs> Carlson. No, but who do you think are the finalists now? We got Carlson. We got Makar. I know a lot of people talk about Quinn Hughes, but...
1: I don't think Quinn Hughes.
0: Victor Hedman, if the Tampa Bay Lightning... If they can
1: pick it up, sure.
0: The moment Tampa plays some more games, because they're basically going to be the playoffs right now. They murdered the Sharks last night.
1: Yeah, they're basically in a... If they win... So, Buffalo is third in the in third in third the division.
0: Montreal sure were in a playoff spot yesterday. With 30
1: games. Yeah. Tampa Bay has 27 uh, games played with 31 points. I hate them. If they win one game, one of those games, they're in a the playoff spot.
0: They're so dumb. They're so dumb. We talked about it before. Victor Hedman might be one of the few NHL the defensemen. That is actually what the defenseman should be. Yeah, he's good in the offensive zone, but he's good defensively too. Take away that Columbus series because he was clearly hurt. But
1: uh, I don't think I, I can't think of anyone else because sure you want we talked about Eric Carlson before, but I don't think he's going to in, be can uh,
0: okay, turn not in his own zone <laughs> unless he puts up like ninety points. So I'm saying yeah, go in there, Eric. But uh, well,
1: how many points does he have now?
0: I'm not quite sure. I'll search it up. But I got it. Eric Carlson. 23
1: points in 30 games. Not
0: very good. It's
1: not bad, but he had a really slow start to the season. Mm-hmm. The San Jose Sharks were very bad.
0: Mm-hmm. Might still be.
1: Might still be bad. Sure. I, the, maybe Eric Carlson or Brett Burns.
0: Well,
1: They'll just throw some, some guy in there.
0: We'll right. see how the rest of the year goes for the Norris Trophy race. I'm excited. Because Quinn Hughes, everyone's talking about him Vancouver we'll talk about later But Alex Galchenyuk is on the block Per close personal friend of the show L.A. Freeman, liked my shoes, recognized you
1: Yeah, I mean we've talked about Alex Galchenyuk before We were talking about uh, t- Him with when it comes to Taylor Hall uh, If Taylor Hall <laughs> were to be traded to the Pittsburgh Penguins Which is a scary thought I don't know what you get back for Galchenyuk at this point.
0: His value is just. I can't imagine there's that much to it.
1: I'm su- I am was surprised when he was included in the Kessel deal. So because his I. it it seemed like he was the main part of the deal. hmm I don't know what you can possibly get for this.
0: I feel really bad for him. Obviously, watching up. I started watching him be a Montreal Canadian, former 30-goal guy. was supposed to be the savior of that franchise. And they just threw him around <laughs> like a dog toy. And of course he was hurt in Arizona to start his tenure there. Then of course he goes to Pittsburgh, he's hurt again. They had a rough start and then it's just tough. I don't know who picks him up. Maybe, I wouldn't be surprised if I don't know, he, he's getting for like a third of the deadline or something like that. A third? I don't know, wow. man. I don't know. That's low. Or, you know what? Actually, I, I'm very wrong here. Or, somebody misses on Taylor Hall, and he gets the Tomas Tatar treatment, and someone overpays.
1: I could see that. Yeah. And then he turns it around.
0: Not a first, second, or a third, but I, I could see somebody using him as a consolation prize.
1: The thing so I'm, I have his stats up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's a 40 point guy or 50 point guy because it goes last year 41 he was hurt 51 Mm -hmm. 44 56 46 and he's only 25 yeah so it's not like he's on the decline I believe he's an RFA at the end of the year so that's a tough one for teams to look at
0: a 40 point guy you can still play him in the top 6 i don't know if he's a center i really don't anymore
1: i don't think so i don't think you can play him at, play him at center and i wonder if they knew that going in
0: but hey still a 40 point guy 40 50 point guy who before has scored
1: well, 30 who, goals. okay let's talk let's look at teams who need who have been looking for a forward the Buffalo Sabres? Arizona. Oh, <laughs> well,
0: yeah. Maybe you could see, I mean, Pittsburgh's a little row with injuries. If they can somehow get rid of maybe, a, yeah, maybe a Colin Miller deal. Zach Bogosian. I mean, not Colin Miller, but,
1: yeah. I would, the fact that they have a they have an excess of defensemen, and you look at the Pittsburgh Penguins and say, wow, that defense is just very questionable. It's always hurt. It's always hurt. It's
0: always hurt.
1: I would look at the Buffalo Sabres and say, "Hey, let's take a chance on Alex Galchenyuk. You, you could play him in your top six Brian
0: Dumoulin is on IR for a yeah. We bit. thought
1: we we mentioned that he got he had surgery.
0: Oh, did he? Ooh, sure. well, that's not good. Of course, they traded Eric Goodbranson. But still, I mean they they've been trying to get rid of our boy Jack Johnson.
1: That's not happening.
0: But I mean, hey, if you can do a Colin Miller deal that involves Alex Galchenjak, a more a change of scenery thing. Well no, I you know, change of scenery for Chucky at the same time, Miller just probably wants to play because I, Buffalo.
1: And I'm looking at Buffalo's uh, lineup. And I think he'd fit on that third, uh, not third, that second line with Skinner and Joh- Johansson.
0: I like that. That's a lot of skill.
1: That's a top Ch- six.
0: Chucky can shoot, man. And
1: Mojo. And Jeff Skinner.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I think Buffalo's the place for him to go.
0: Well, we, you know what? I agree. I think we just. You heard it here first, folks. There's going to be some sort of deal involving Chucky and, and Colin Miller. Uh, but I guess let's finish off. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Uh, Taylor Hall, it's looking more and more likely that he's probably going to Colorado. But there's been some That's talk about Arizona.
1: Heard. There's been a little bit of talk from Arizona and last night on headlines. They were talking about it. And it seems really one-sided at this point that New Jersey are encouraging teams to... Uh, encouraging teams to make offers
0: That's not good. and it doesn't seem
1: like a lot of teams are budging at the moment but teams are sniffing around apparently New Jersey it could take up to four pieces to get Taylor Hall and I don't know what those pieces would be I'm assuming a a, a pros- I, I what we've talked about this before yeah we know and and I don't want to get into too much of it into much of this conversation again but it's at least a first in the prospect and
0: I think it's only a first if he resigns I don't think they're getting a second I think I think it's a second I really do
1: you don't I think there's two firsts
0: if you're telling me if you're Colorado and you're hearing now that New Jersey are trying to tell teams to trade for this guy I'm the only one
1: interested but they're not there's other teams interested.
0: But you're clearly the team that has the most to give here. I, I would say this. It's the, a first if you end up giving Connor Timmins. If it's Boehm Byram, I'm not giving you a first.
1: Boehm Byram is a completely different story, though. He's a young right? defenseman. Yeah, we're they're both young defensemen, but Boehm Byram is He's significant, I think, level. is a different level.
0: look really good in Ottawa one day. Sorry. Go on. Sorry. Shouldn't have said that. Sorry. Matthew you what? What?
1: Yeah, I agree. If it's Bo and Byram, then you're talking. You're adding. Let's say Bo and Byram in a second, Mm -hmm. and if he resigns, it becomes a first. That doesn't seem too bad.
0: And then you just give up some other little. But like you
1: said, at the end of the day, Colorado is the team that can offer him the most. Mm -hmm. Offer them the most. Uh, And I think if you're looking, if you're going down, I think second is Arizona. Because they do have prospects who they can let go of and picks. I'm sorry, I don't think Montreal is an option. I don't think it makes th- sense anymore. It doesn't it, make it's sense. It's not that it doesn't make sense. I just don't know if they can offer the same that Colorado or Arizona could.
0: If they did, I think they just have different things. Montreal have defensive prospects, but they don't have a Bowen Byram. I think this, the big, their biggest prospect is Cole Caulfield. And that's a forward prospect. And if they gave up cold coffee for Taylor Hall, no. I would no. You don't do that. No, so you don't do that. It's just I don't think it matches. And you, you said not going into if it makes sense or not, but I just, I, I they're not in a stage to go do that.
1: Well, no, it's a more yeah yeah yes. It was it, it, that's,
0: it, it that's why I said I'm not going to get my hopes up about Taylor Hall coming to Montreal. It's just I don't see it.
1: And I don't think it has anything to do with them going on an eight-game losing streak.
0: No, I mean, I'm I'm biased, obviously, but, I mean, hey, they're in a better position than New Jersey. Not many teams, you know, are worse off than New Jersey, but, anyway. there's a couple. Yeah. By the way, winter break, you think it happens by then?
1: That's what they were saying last night.
0: I missed headlines last night. I don't know why. It didn't hit me that today today Unbelievable.
1: was Sunday. Unbelievable.
0: Uh, of course, Alex, we've done the pop quiz, but uh, let me ask you this to close out. The Power Hour, what is your read of
1: the bye week? So this is from Craig Custance of The Athletic. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the data shows about how many coaches an NHL GM gets to hire. I like that. And I think we talked about it um, last episode, or maybe we haven't talked about it at all on the podcast, about GMs and coaches and their hiring, so that's an interesting article.
0: Mine is from the Athletic. Um, t- bringing th- I'm top this. I'm reading this guy up more and more, and I still don't know how to say his last name. But uh, <laughs> Eric Dushek, Uh Notebook. Taylor Hall's worth as a deadline rental and how the Islanders created a winning culture. Really like that. Really, I think really I might like read. That.
1: I want to know how they created a winning culture. Exactly. And if it has anything to do with Lou Morello, I'd like. I'd have something to say about
0: that. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so. I wanted to bring up the Canucks, by the way, Alex. Google Doc is
1: saying you're an anonymous sheep. No, it doesn't. It does. Look I'm at I'm not my, even on the dock. Look at it. I'm not even on the dock. There's an doc the right
0: anonymous now. sheep looking at our notes, Alex.
1: I'm not even on the dock right now.
0: You ever, like, gone by? Oh, now you are. So who's the anonymous sheep?
1: I have no idea. Someone's on our document. That's a problem.
0: I'm. I'm quite. I'm going to type go away sheet. No, I'm not. Anyway, we'll focus on Maybe it's glitching because I closed and reopened myself. But yeah, I want to talk about the Canucks because I feel like I owe them an apology.
1: Why do you owe them an apology? Because I
0: thought they were going to be really terrible. I thought they were just going to be, like, you know, I thought they were going to scratch and claw for a wild card, but, you know, they, they still are because the Pacific is, you know, but, you know, I'm, I'm looking at their team and I thought, I don't. I still don't agree with the JT Miller deal. But amongst players with new teams, he's top of the scoring. He's obviously not on Panarin's level, but I mean, he has thirty-one
1: points in thirty games. Yeah,
0: which is uh, I didn't expect that. Of course, Pedersen and Besser are but They need no introduction. Markstrom and Thatcher Demko has been a good little backup, a little alternative for Jacob Markstrom. Which is, you know, I thought I think a lot of us questioned if he was really going to be as good as we thought,
1: as good as the NHL EA NHL game thought.
0: Because they're based in Vancouver, of course they were going to make him amazing. But even in real life, there was a real perception that he was going to be a special goaltender. And so, and I think you know we're seeing glimpses of that. Uh, obviously, goalies are really weird. So we never, never quite know. I'll, of course, they do have some injuries right now. Um, they did have the likes of the guy they signed from Carolina, Mike Ferland. I knew that. Uh, was just activated off of IR, but Alex Edler's there right now. I think there's a lot been made lately about Quentin um, Quentin Hughes.
1: You just call him Quentin.
0: Yeah, I don't know why. Cause I have, I I have Cat Friendly up, so I just looked at it. See, my whole thing with was stretching, oh. cause I couldn't find Vancouver on Cat Friendly. So I finally got up and I just saw it, and for some reason I said Quentin instead of Quinn. <laughs> but yeah, weird. Quinn Hughes. He's fantastic. There's been a lot saying that, especially like Jeff Merrick saying that we should keep an eye off for of Quentin Hughes. Because he's the exact same position as Kale McCarr. He came in last year late from the NCAA. Of course, if he was good for Vancouver. You know, obviously Vancouver weren't going to make the playoffs, but I, I, you know what? There's a lot of similarities between him and Kale McCarr. They're in an interesting position because who knows what's going to happen with Christopher Tanev Because he's been on the block for what seems like forever. There's been a little less noise this year, but I mean, Tyson Barry is an example of it may quiet down, but it's always been out there. Yeah, their cap their cap situation still isn't ideal. Louis Erickson is still a ghost and all that, but I mean they're doing it. Their stars are doing star stuff. J T. Miller is doing as advertised a bit more. But yeah, I just I wanted to say Vancouver, good for you. I'm happy to see you succeed.
1: Well, they're they are fourth in the Pacific and sit in the second wild card spot. If the Vancouver Canucks were going to make the playoffs this year, and I don't think either of did either of us predict that they were going to make the playoffs?
0: I don't think so.
1: If they were going to make a push for the playoffs, this is where I thought they would sit, in a wild card spot. I don't think they were good enough to be in a, in a divisional spot.
0: I think the big thing was we thought the Pacific would be the, the big three from last year. But it, it I think we thought Pacific, there was a chance of it being parried around the wild card, but I didn't expect it. I, I, I at least didn't expect the first three to be as crazy as it was. No one, no one saw the Oilers being what they are. I thought the Coyotes would make it, but I didn't think they were going to be like this. Vegas, I mean, they could be in the same thing as Tampa. I don't have the games in hand, but still, I mean. The Pacific's a wild... It, it is a wild card division, is what it is.
1: Yeah, I'm interested to see what, uh, what they do with Chris Tanev. Right now, he has 7 points in 30 games. You know. Not looking the greatest on that standpoint.
0: He's a right-handed defenseman,
1: though. Ty- Tyler Myers also has 6 points in 30 games.
0: Also, Tanev's never been a big... Point getter. I'm looking at his career right now, and his highest seems to be 20 points, 28 right. even when he played in the NCAA. So I mean, he's more of a, like a two way stalwart, and again, right handed. So,
1: do you think they re sign Chris Tanev?
0: I would hope so, but they, again, with Vancouver, you have to be really careful.
1: Yeah, they have a tricky cap situation
0: because the moment July 1st comes around, I'm I'm calling Elias Patterson's agent and I'm never hanging out the phone until you sort mm-hmm. something out. Okay, because for an extension. It, yes, yes, yes.
1: Th- they have... Th- it's tricky for them because they still have Louis Erickson for three more years. Oof. Uh, they still have... I mean, Anton Roussel and Jay Beagle ha- haven't necessarily been that big of a problem this year, but they make $3 million for the next three years. Each make $3 million. Um... And they still have uh, Sven Berchi for two more years. And he's in the minors right now.
0: Still? Really? I thought. Yeah.
1: <sighs> they brought him up and then they sent him back down again. And they also have Luongo at $3 million for mm. the next three years.
0: It's really interesting. It's going to
1: be quite interesting for this team.
0: Why is Sven Berchi playing in the AHL? when the guy is over point per game there.
1: Trade him. I just him. don't think th- I wonder if they tried and no one bit.
0: I don't get that.
1: Well, we said, remember we said it the day that he was waived. Edmonton. Edmonton needs wingers. I still think they need wingers because once one of Leon Draisaitl or Connor McDavid slow down or get injured this team is in trouble and i know this isn't an edmonton oilers um segment but that's what should have happened but my guess we i haven't heard anything on what they're doing with sven bear vancouver they're gonna i think they'll make the playoffs
0: i have a lot of respect for you but at the same time i think next summer be very very i think they might be a team to really keep an eye out for not signing wise but i do think it's vancouver <laughs> i think everyone in that fan base holds their breath when it comes to live first but I, I think next summer starting i think the canucks are going to be a very interesting team to keep an eye on i really do
1: oh so do i
0: and maybe that cat's face loses them brand uh, chris tan sorry i don't know
1: do you know who they they also have <laughs> leafs legend Josh Levo.
0: Uh, Do you want to talk about the Leafs for the Habit, Alex? I don't
1: care about Josh Levo. I can go first.
0: Yeah, sure. So, there's been... This team is always really fun to look at as an outsider looking in.
1: It's also really fun to look at as an insider.
0: Yeah, because it's it's just... When it's good... It's like Montreal. When it's good, it's great. When it's bad, it is terrible. So, Alex, where are you going to start here?
1: This team is really messy. And they started 3 and 0 with Keith as coach mm-hmm. then they lost they they lost again they lost one game against buffalo then they i don't know what the hell that was in philadelphia and the colorado game was interesting jason
0: Spezza and morgan riley
1: oh j wait jason i and i know jason spets had that one really big mistake and at, and you know what the is. thing is at the end if the leafs weren't playing this poorly for the last thirty games, minus the three that they won with Keith, I no one. Saint Louis, Louis. And last night, yeah, yeah, obviously, no one would be complaining about that. Absolutely, no one would be complaining about that. From day one, I'm someone not going name who had a grudge against Jason Spezza. Well, well you know, uh, he's not not playing the role. I well. don't understand why. I'll never understand why. The
0: same reason they didn't let uh, Madonna play 1500 guys. right
1: and I oh, see I see here you have what is the expectation for this team as one of your questions
0: yeah because it seems like last week a lot of people and I've started listening to the Leafs Hour by the way awesome a lot of people whether it was it was Tim and Sid JD Bumpkis and Dan Ellis uh, sorry Ben Ennis we're talking Ben-ness. about Ben-ness.
1: Ben-ness. Uh, Ben Ennis
0: Ben Ennis Muzzy all that <laughs> We're just talking about like maybe this team isn't as good as we think it is, and but then I see last time, I'm like, yeah, but come on, like yeah, St. Louis had injuries, but yeah, I want to ask you what what is the expectation for this team? What are they? What is? Are there? I don't. Maybe they're not Cup champs. Maybe, and, but I don't. I can't sit there and believe that they're a wild card scrapping team. So I just want to know what
1: are the Toronto Maple Leafs right now? Mm. Okay, so for me, this team is a playoff team, mm-hmm. no matter what. Uh, it, it, they are a playoff team. I think they're a divisional te- divisional uh, spot team. Here's the thing. When you have a, a GM and a coach who are not working correctly, the first 25 games is exactly what happens. We know Mike uh, Kyle Dubas had one way of thinking – and we have Mike Babcock, who's just a stubborn, who's just stubborn, and has his way of thinking. Yes. And I'm gonna be honest, and I've said this multiple times, he had the biggest ego in that organization. He had a bigger ego than Kyle Dubas. He had a bigger ego than Brendan Shanahan. God, he probably has a bigger ego than Larry Tannenbaum. I wouldn't be surprised. And the thing is, it wasn't working. And no one wanted to do anything about it from April of 2019. No one wanted to do anything about it
0: except Davis. Except
1: Except, uh, you're rumored, Rumored. we don't know because he won't admit it.
0: Do you see? I forget which game it was, but uh, they they just cut to him. It was an overtime. Yes, yes. The it overtime. Was, it chef. was
1: against it was against Columbus yeah. because because he, he was, was line matching. matching. This in man live matched three three three. <laughs> in three on three five minute overtime. <laughs> and Dubis was just like Come Dubis. On. I think Shanahan <laughs> was there. <laughs> Dubis looks at Shanahan and says something. And if it's not, I'm gonna effing fire <laughs> yeah, this guy. Well, I don't know what he's to get the him. guy fired. Oh my God! that Was hilarious. Oh,
0: In overtime.
1: My head hurts just thinking about it. <laughs> Line okay. matching, three on three. Because Matthews and Matthews and uh, Nylander, I think, were on the ice to, <laughs> to start, <laughs> yes. and then all of a sudden, these got they both of them come off, and it's Kerfoot and Makaiev. Huh? What? <laughs> Who are you?
0: Oh, God. Yeah, they're a playoff team. So, they're a
1: playoff team. But the thing was, they weren't playing like a playoff team because, number one, no one cared. And, number two, the system, or whatever style of... They were afraid to make mistakes. They were afraid to make mistakes. The thing is, at the end of the day, this team is not good defensively. No. They're, They're at best okay in their own zone. And if the coach thinks he's going to change that it's not going to happen absolutely not you look at this team this is why all these all these people who love certain people are saying trade nylander Ah. we should just blow everything up let's trade matthew screw it no
0: who am i you should trade nylander when I when about I, when I everyone when I drafted Morgan Ryle
1: Oh my my God no I no, I no no Burt, no 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 I like Brian. or Burt.
0: Anthony Stewart. They're not like doing <laughs> it. They're not doing the details.
1: <laughs> listen. I love Stewie but listen. Listen. Show,
0: I want to make a hockey essential bingo card.
1: We should and we get it like bingo every day.
0: Uh, details. But
1: here's yeah. the thing. Nylander Nylander is not going to be traded. There's certain players on this team who I think are are tradable. One of Jansen I think at this point is becoming more mm, because a because it's a shame, and I think he'd do much better on another team. Because I don't, I don't know. You know, I I look at the play, I look at who he plays with. He plays with Matthews and and Nylander. and what does that line really need? That line needs someone to go get the puck and get it to Nylander who will get it to Matthews.
0: Zach Hyman.
1: Yeah, but Zach Hyman plays with Tavares and Marner. But here's the thing with Sheldon Keefe. And I know we're really all over the place. And I have all these thoughts in my head. I
0: think it's really fun so far. I'm liking this segment a lot. And,
1: and, it's all, and I'm really all over the place at this point. But the thing with Sheldon Keefe is he's not afraid to try things. No. And I don't know if... I'm not necessarily necessarily saying Babcock was afraid to tr- afraid to try things. He was too stubborn to try things. It' doesn't work because it doesn't work. Imagine if he just played Josh Levo. Imagine if he just played Justin Hall. I, I'm so sorry. I remember last year I told Justin Hall was an NHL player. Mm-hmm. I am so sorry. And I, d- I realized I was trapped in ba- in this Babcock shenanigans, okay? That's I what wonder, was happening.
0: Where's Frank Corrado if Babcock wasn't Babcock?
1: I don't know. But that but that's the thing. I, I don't know if it... Uh, I don't know. I don't know.
0: I, I see you put... I'm not going to use the expletives, but you, clearly you're not happy with social media based on the notes. I'm never have happy like with Google social box. media.
1: And it, it relates to your... It kind of relates to your next question about Kyle Dubis and when is it his time when is it time to blame him or right that's what you wrote
0: my thing is more to do that the I backup situation th- th- yeah that you don't have the cap space okay we'll get that. to the
1: backup situation. yes so this is a Facebook comment I don't remember what the post was Dubis has has got to go he has he has he has ruined this team as fast as hunter and Lou built it
0: I love
1: how he put Hunter in there. What is Shanahan thinking? This team is a disaster. Not making playoffs is the embarrassment needed. Even though Dubis will come out saying, "I still believe in this team." Ha 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 ha. Question. Zip it. How old is the person? Now? I don't know. I was too afraid to check. I guarantee you, we both know how their, old. Their this profile guy
0: is. picture is them with a goatee and sunglasses on.
1: Probably. Are you kidding me? How can listen? We've talked about this before. Bringing in Lou was, and bringing in Shanahan and bringing in Babcock was what we needed at the time. Mm-hmm. But to sit here and tell me that we need to, we need to bring them back, bring the band back together, really? And by the way,
0: uh, Hunter is so great. That's why he's in the OHL still.
1: Well, I think that's more of his. I wonder if that's his choice. I wonder if he got called, got.
0: I think the only people calling him are Hockey Canada.
1: That's true. That's true. And we've made that very clear, by the way. Oh yeah. I I am I'm, I'm just confused. How you look at this team let's say last night, you watched a game last night, and you tell me you'd rather watch some boring old piss BS hockey. I want again, I want to see a team score goals. I don't want to see players beating the crap out of each other. I don't know how much, how more clear I can be. I don't. I don't know how, how cl- more clear I can be. I think it's ridiculous.
0: Alex. I think it's a big problem. That because of social media... You know, before I I I I I started doing this this journalism stuff at Ryerson, I hated using the term social media, but I use it now to sound professional. What right? what
1: would you rather use?
0: I know it just sounds weird. It it, it just felt like like an old person term oh, okay. to me. okay. Um, but um, I just lost all credibility of saying old people. Oh. But you know, it's just we take it too seriously. I think at points because like
1: the two of us. Y- I think or just general. Everyone,
0: generally. everyone does because it's it's you know, it's the idiots and and know, they are the loudest. The, what gets the most attention, Alex? It's negativity. Steve says it. What gets more views? Steve's hat picks or the dangit's? It's the dangit's. Dang it. All right.
1: No, I know, I get it, but it, the thing is, it's so. When you go click on anything Leafs-related, like, to be honest, I'm not going to lie, most of the things I click on are Leafs-related. I'd assume most of the things you click on are Habs-related. Yes. Right. So every time I click on the comments, tell so you know what, maybe I can get something useful out of it and maybe talk about it on the show. Every time I click it, it's something about Dubis. And listen, you know, I am the biggest Dubis fan. Mm-hmm. From day one, I knew that he was the right hire because... I knew he was going to better this team, and and I know. Listen, he's not; he's never been a GM in the NHL before. He's new, and I get it. The, the The negotiations did not go well, but you can't sit here and tell me that he's the worst GM for this team, and that anyone else would would have the same problem. You're telling me Lou would handle this. Ten times differently than Kyle Dubas.
0: Lou trades Nylander.
1: Lou trades 100%. Nylander. What does he do with Mitch Marner?
0: Yeah, they, I, I yeah You are telling
1: me he trades I, Mitch Marner? I, that's stupidity. That's what, just that, stupid.
0: That I, that that's a possibility that he would because I think Lou trades Mitch.
1: That's I, stupid I that he that that's what would happen. That's just stupid.
0: Komarov is still a Leaf. Matt Martin is still a Leaf. Bozak. He's probably still a Leaf.
1: Don't tell... Yeah, because John Tavares is not coming to the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's probably a shark,
0: if we're <laughs> honest. Probably a shark. Probably a shark.
1: Making $2 million more.
0: Because the big thing was, like, was Dubis put together the pitch, right? Yeah. And, of course, he brought the Messiah Ujiri. I don't see Lou doing such a creative thing. I think that was what really swooned Tavares. So, yeah, they don't probably have... Yeah, they don't. You're right. They probably don't have Mitchie. They probably trade Nylander. Or at least I think one of them goes at least. But Because I think there was a mishandling at the start of the negotiations with Nelander. I think the Marner one was just a mess with everything going on with Ferris. But I think Nylander probably gets signed the more reasonable thing or earlier, but I think Mitch is probably gone if he holds out like he does. I have
1: I wonder Ferris. We've talked about it before. We know the culture that Babcock created in that locker room Mm -hmm. and we've talked about this before if Babcock is not coach what do the negotiate all three all three negotiations what do those negotiations look like
0: Mitch is easier for sure Matthews I think goes the same because that was done it sounded like it got done really quickly it was during the season Mitch is yeah but I think I think Nylander Nylander is weird because apparently they waited so long to do that particular deal, which was probably the deal we all thought he was going to get anyway, so I don't, I don't know, but I think, think it's was definitely easier.
1: I think they waited till after the draft to start talking.
0: Which was a mis- I think is still a mistake on Dubis' part.
1: It's a, definitely a mistake on Dubis's part, but they gave him the job. What's your main focus at that point? Signing William Nylander or creating a freaking pitch to bring in John Tavares? Yeah bring, in jo- yeah, bring in John Tavares. GT. And I get it. He Listen, again, he's a new GM. He's going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be better for this team the, as him as GM. The
0: positives outweigh the negatives I say we do this by a fair Ye- bit.
1: Yes. And you know what? Yeah, he's in a very sticky situation. Because he had to give up. What did he have to give up, number one, to get rid of Nikita Zaitsev? What did he have to give up? Downtown, to what did he have to give up to get rid of the stupid stupidity of that Patrick Marlowe contract? A first in a deep draft. So I I I don't understand how people can sit here and continuously tell me that having lure hunter, they built this team, they did this and they did that, that's great. But you can't tell me that it's better for them to be GMs right now. I I find it really weird. Yeah. And I guess let's get to the backup situation. Yeah. So another I, mistake there.
0: I, I think it is very fair that I mean, let's be honest here. The Leafs are juggling at this point with the Janssen stuff and just trying to stop this inevitable thing of, like, sending players down that's going to happen. They got I mean, lucky quotes, but then, you know, it took Tavares getting hurt, Marner getting hurt, Janssen now getting hurt. <coughs> it is a problem. And a lot of people scoff at this because, you know, they don't have the room to go out and get a really good backup. A lot of people are like, you don't need a backup because... Freddie Anderson, the record with Freddie is amazing, but the problem is, and I can tell you this, because anti the enemy, the significance of having a good backup goalie has never been more prevalent in the league like it has in the past few years. Oh, yes, for sure. Dallas need it because their travel is the worst in the league, but I mean, you look at Carolina, what it did for them. Boston, hello to Rask. Of course, Halak was never going to be the starter in the playoffs, but look at what they did allow. Or Tukaraska, I've been yelling about with Carey Price. So, yeah, what I want to ask you here is: is there not, is there, should, like, should Dubas get some blame legit here for the cap situation they're in? Yes, of course, you'd rather pay your stars than overpay your lower guys. For putting them in a spot where the backup goalie is a giant question mark and could cost them a spot in the playoffs.
1: For sure. And I don't think it's going to cost them a spot in the playoffs.
0: What do they do? Because Hutch, Hutch, you know, I, I think we can both say. I think Hutch is.
1: Yeah, not it's, happening. It
0: sounds like he's getting one more start in this road trip the Leafs are on. And, and that's I, it. I think they should give Kasky Suo, an, a Suo, sorry, another shot because they, he didn't get a fair one. But what if Kasky
1: Suo doesn't work? Here, Okay, so here's the thing. And, I, and yes, all blame is going on. No, sorry. All blame blame is going on to dubis for the cap situation that he he is in he's currently in now a lot of people are complaining about the cody cc contract and shut up and i get it no no i understand he's not he's not good it's a, it's a nightmare who would play who's who was out there or who would you sign or in the organization that could play in the NHL right now because we knew Lilygren not ready. That's about it. I'm looking at Jordan Schmaltz obviously didn't impress enough. Forgot about him. Obviously didn't impress enough to even make the team as a seventh defenseman.
0: Mm-hmm. Sandine is... Sandine's
1: left-handed.
0: Yeah, he sure, can, you can yeah. play him on the right. But again, he's only playing probably top six. Is he ready for the NHL? Yes. Is he ready for top four responsibilities? Probably not.
1: And I and I know a lot of people are saying, oh, he's down there for the contract, for contract reasons. I really think he's down there because if he plays 10 games... Yeah, the contract it, side, right? yes. I really think that it doesn't make sense for him to play 10 minutes a night. Unless, no. unless Sheldon Keefe has a plan... That says he's going to play more minutes and still kind of be sheltered. Then I'm I'm looking at it at a different situation and say, you know what, L- maybe you scratch Cece and you play Sandine and then you work him with Dermot. I, I don't know what the plan is. I wonder if Dubis is shopping Cece. He has to be. Yeah. Because that's four and a half off the books.
0: See the the big thing I think of is if everyone wants to give dubious crap about the cap situation, and all that, and you've probably heard this before, but yeah, you gave up Connor Brown, but at the same time, with Connor Brown on this team, it wasn't going to work because of where he was going to be in the depth chart. Now, what would you rather put up with CC for one more year, or Zaitsev for how much was left on his?
1: No, I agree. Yes, Cody CC for for one year.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's
1: the thing is, there's there are people saying, oh, they didn't need to sign him, uh, they could just let him walk. Yeah, we've talked about this. And before. we've talked about it. I still don't underst- fully understand the situation, but I think for me, it's more of okay, who's going to play him? So let's say, let's say, you don't sign Cody Cece. Who does Morgan Riley play with? Travis Dermott's out to start the season.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah.
1: Your defense looks thin. Really thin.
0: You could try him with Barry, but then it's just Muzzin with probably. Hall. Here's the thing:
1: I, I, we have to remember Babcock was coach, so it's, yeah. it's a so, bloody so mess. He
0: tries Muzzin with him for five minutes. <laughs> for five minutes. Uh, then, oh boy. Yeah, then you bring
1: it's, back it's, Ron he somehow. So, you never, yeah. you don't know how you bring back Ron Haines Yeah,
0: and then, you, yeah, then your bo- <laughs> then your your bottom pair is Marty is Mar- Magic Hand, Marty Moransen, who called, I like, got called up again. Thank God, love him. And, and the, who? And who? Then you have to call him. Justin Hall. No, no, he yes. plays top four with. No, no, because Barry then goes and moves down to Buzzett. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's Justin so, Hall.
1: So Justin Hall's playing <laughs> with Morgan Riley. Who deserves
0: credit, by the way. Hall has been
1: good. No, he does. Here's the top thing. With Riley. Here's, here's where I come at with Hall Justin Hall, great player. Mm-hmm. Justin Hall, great. He's been great so far this season. But he's been playing bottom pairing. He's been playing. He was playing bottom pairing minutes, and now they're playing him with Tyson, uh, with Jake Muzzin. Here's the thing, I I don't want to throw him on the first pair right away, because he's going to be overwhelmed playing against the best competition. So, sure, you want to transition him from third to second pair, and then see how he does, and then give him some time there, and then put him on the first pair, which I don't think is going to happen anytime soon. Fine, but don't say, oh man, he's been so good, let's try him on the first pair, because I bet he gets murdered. He's not that type of player.
0: So, uh, there's a lot of lot of negativity here, a lot, of, a lot of shouting.
1: Oh, you want to go to so, the good stuff?
0: How about like we close out Toronto with the fact that you just... You handed you ran out joining Beninting last night. Yes. Big win for the Leafs. They beat the Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues.
1: I think last night's game is a better representation of what Sheldon Keefe wants to do with this team and what Sheldon Keefe will continue to do with this team. Mm-hmm. And I want to point out one thing that he did. Really good thing last night. So he took a timeout early in the third period.
0: So two two
1: minutes in. They just let in a goal. The Leafs just had had just let in this uh, I guess the second goal. He had no board, right? Usually you see that timeout, he get everyone has the board out, drawing stuff. No boards. It was just Sheldon Keefe talking. And I think he was what and he I think my guess is he was trying to regroup the team. Because a lot of the time this team starts really slowly or they re- or they really they come out from the intermission slowly not necessarily start the game slowly anymore but go starting the second or starting the third it seems like they take take it things a little bit slow. For him to call a timeout and try to regroup the team that early says a lot about Sheldon Keith and it says a lot about my, what Mike Babcock wasn't doing with this team.
0: And knowing what they were like when it came to the third period under Babs not just this year but
1: for the last 4 years.
0: Yeah, if we all I think the one we all remember is the one when they first played Line A, hat-trick Line A, that famous game. Yes. So yeah, that's I didn't know that, that happened, but because obviously when the Habs aren't playing and because, you know, I like stuff other than Hagi. I was watching pirate anime, so, you know. But, you know, that's that's you know, I've never seen that before. Neither have I. Because, yeah, normally it's either you're down by one when it comes to the last few minutes. Or it's just your team's about, like, in a total mess. But it seems like Keith stopped it before anything could go wrong and said, hey, listen...
1: Stop it! That's <laughs> Calm down, boys. That is all I have to say today. I think this team that it, we're going to see more of that from Sheldon Keefe yeah. and the Toronto Maple Leafs.
0: That's good. Yeah. It will be. It's interesting. A lot of stuff happening in the Atlantic right now. Yes. Some teams on the up.
1: Some teams.
0: Buffalo are kind of down. stagnant. Yeah. You know, it looks like Florida's going down a little bit. Tampa's about to wake up. They're like they're rubbing their eyes and that. Buffalo, Boston. They're obviously Boston. God damn it. Detroit are doing a really good job of being bad. Like, a really good job. Commendable. Yes,
1: surprisingly bad.
0: They're going to get the fourth overall pick, by the way. Because no,
1: that's how it works. No. They, imagine Alexis Lafreniere on that team. Whew,
0: that'd be deadly. I hate the Atlantic already. Don't do that to that'd me. That'd be deadly. Yeah.
1: All they need is a goalie.
0: You can get that. You're Steve mean You just just say, like, hey, I I'm predicting.
1: left I'm the predicting play. it here. Braden Holby signs with the... Detroit oh, Red Wings. You what happens if Tory Krug signs with the Detroit Wait, Red wait, Wings? wait. What? Tory Krug? Say what?
0: I don't want. Oh, yeah, because he's a Michigan guy. He's he a Michigan about guy. That.
1: And they could use another good defenseman.
0: They could just use good players. But anyway, uh, yeah, we can close up the show with the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, since we ta- last talked, Montreal played twice. They lost to Colorado, where it was 3 0. Montreal ended up losing 3-2. They, they were probably the better team for the second and the third. They had a really bad first period, though. It was Kane Primo's first NHL start. And there was one bad goal. It was Gabriel Landeskog in a bit of a break. But the problem was the first two goals were the result of Shea Weber and Jeff Petry both getting beaten down the wing. Which is the reason they don't play together. People are saying, hey, Subban Batten. But you know what? It was It was a game, Alex, that I look at and I think... Would you have loved to get a point out of it? Because, it's yes, it was the back half of back-to-back for Colorado. Yes, they had their backup in. Kadri was out for that game. But he was? Yeah, he was. Uh, really weird. Uh, but at the same time, Landis Cog and Burakovsky were back. So, a bit terrifying. By the way, McKinnon? Yeah, he's good. It was nice. A little bit. Gail McCart, too. But, you know what? I think the losing streak made this loss. I thought it was going to make Houtchins get really pissy about it. But I saw at the end of the game, uh, a people were saying, great game. Uh, it just sucks because of the losing streak. If they had gotten more wins, it's probably wouldn't have meant <coughs> a lot more. But at the same time, it was the Habs losing to a team they should lose to. And was it the right... Beside the Landis Call goal, Primo was really good.
1: Yeah, so that was what I was going to ask you about. Because mm-hmm. last episode, when we found out he was going to get called up and we found out he was going to play against Colorado, or we didn't know at the time. We were just kind of... He was going to play against Colorado or New York. Mm-hmm. We were, or I was personally questioning the decision in playing a twenty-year-old in oh, the yeah. NHL.
0: Yeah, you texted me about it. Oh yeah, I, it, I thought it was a mess. It was, I think, uh, it was it was it was Berkshire. Dumont said, uh, yeah, it was Dumont that said after the Landeskog goal, he probably should have had that, but then again, you shouldn't play him against them, one of the highest offensive teams. And Berkshire said. Uh, congratulations, this is your first NHL game, Primo. Welcome to Nathan McKinnon going down the way and shooting on
1: you. Yeah. But, I mean, he rose up to it. He really did. Is this something that the team looks to continue doing? Like, continue keeping Primo no up? No, no. right? I
0: think it's a short-term thing. And I think it's the smart thing to do. Do you think...
1: Kincaid they're they're saying I I don't know if we talked about this but they sent Kincaid down to just kind of gain his confidence Mm -hmm. in the AHL and they're just gonna bring him back up
0: I think so yeah okay and you notice I brought up Lindgren earlier yes because I thought he was gonna get the call up the call up doesn't look like it and I think he should. I think it looks like... He, it's either going to be him or McNiven, who is another goaltender they have. And I remember Lindgren talked to Mark Dumont and said to him that, hey, like, I was pissed off. I won't lie. I thought I got a chance. So, yeah, it's 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 weird for Montreal. And, of course, there was the Jesperi kotkiniemi the Zadorov incident. Yes, I
1: wanted to talk to you about that.
0: It happened right away. I was at the game. And I think... We're going to get into it like in like five seconds here, but I just wanted to say, I think a big part of Montreal having that crappy start was I think their, the winds got blown out their sail a little bit by this. So, it's around, like, not directly behind, but against the boards in Colorado's zone zone This is about like a minute or two into the game, right? And it sucks because they just reunited the Finland line with um, Lekkinen, Armia, and Ket- Kitkenyemi. And Zadorov goes in on them, right? And if you look at it slowed down, it looks like he kind of brings his leg up and slew-foots him. And then Jesperi has a really nasty spill. They show this replayed once on the Jumbotron. And you see he does a complete flip and lands on his His head. head. He has a concussion. Yes. We don't know how long he's out for. Uh, He put a post on Instagram about Finland's Independence Day. Shaking Saku Koivu. But we don't know anything else. Do I think it was a dirty hit? I can't deny that it. if you looked at the frame by Frey Reaple, like, it, it looks right like now. he brings, I'm going to walk around to you out.
1: I have, I have it up. So,
0: what it kind of right looks like. Right there? Where yeah. he lifts his leg. Yeah, right there. It, it, it does it or does it not look like he kind of lifts his leg there. A little bit. So, the problem here is a lot of people were saying. But how does that result in Yesberry just kind of being flipped? Now, at the same time here, Jesperi maybe six foot two, and he put on 10 pounds of muscle over the summer. He's, he's less than 200 he's pounds. He's still a
1: small guy. He's a
0: very lanky fellow. Now, Nik- Nikita Sadoro has a reputation for being a monster. Yeah. He's a big dude. So, I think a lot of it was... Do I think it was a comp- like a slew foot? Yeah, I do. But at the same time... It's just a, f- a mountain... We talked about it with Drew and the Novechkin. It's a mountain versus a toothpick. So, do I think it should have been suspendable? I think a lot of it was a bit of a mess. I wouldn't have given Zadora a lot. I probably would have given him one game. Because it, it kind of mirrored the McKenzie, Wieger, Pedersen stuff. But it wasn't... I don't think it was malicious.
1: Okay. I didn't think it was suspendable. Just because... He, the reason, like, if you look at the hit, sure, it could be considered a slew foot, mm-hmm. depending on how you look at it. But he also, because it, it's the way he fell,
0: yeah, and
1: he flipped, and it, his head hit the ice first.
0: It's two parts, isn't it?
1: It's a two part hit, or not hit. It's a two part, two part. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It's it's a difficult one to sit there and and say. It's suspendable for me. It's difficult to say it's suspendable, and I know we always talk about uh, the NHL doesn't look at the injury when it comes to a hit, something that is suspendable. Mm-hmm. When they when they want to put out a suspension, and I think this is a prime example of why they don't do that because this the 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 injury is not directly related to the hit. It's in uh, to the. The injury is not directly related to the hit. It's indirectly related to the hit. Yeah, it's a, it's an end result of it. It
0: was, I, I really don't think Zadora meant to do it. I really don't because like who wants to do that? Like if Yasuhiro Konyemi is twenty pounds lighter, he doesn't flip like that. He really doesn't.
1: Like twenty pounds heavier.
0: Sorry, yeah. If he's twenty pounds heavier, then it doesn't happen. It really doesn't. Right. Uh, it was it was a shame. I you know of course I'm a massive fan of the kid. I have a jersey. I have, a, I have a T-shirt that has his name on it. I'm wearing my Jordan one right now, but I have, I have a KK one. And, you know, he had a groin injury at the beginning of the year, so hopefully – and he was looking good since he came back. So I, I really hope – best wishes to the kid. Hope he comes back and he's great. I can also call him a kid because he's younger. Than me. But, uh, yeah.
1: So with this team, now that is another injury. Yeah. That's another added injury to Victor Mete, uh, Paul Byron – who is looking to come back soon. Yeah,
0: he's, he's skating.
1: And Jonathan in mm, Now, yeah. that is that is another... That is not good for the team.
0: It's not. And apparently, they aren't looking to call anyone up, which I question. So okay. now, Nick Suzuki's taken, Yesberry's spot spot as third-line center. And Charles Houdon was brought in, then scratched and sent down, but I think he's about to be called up because they're doing the avoiding waivers thing with him. Oh. that Cap space shenanigans. Oh. Yeah, he's getting. It's really weird. Bastards. Who don't? He's playing, but he's he's getting. I didn't know Bergevin knew this cap stuff, but he does apparently. But I he, was.
1: He has someone who knows. No. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, let's be real. But he knows someone. It,
0: it was interesting. So I talked about it in one of my videos that I was actually really okay because yes, Barry despite playing a hundred games, is still World Juniors eligible. So I thought, you know what. Why not? Why not? Why
1: not what? Send him to the World Yeah,
0: And then you give Evans or Paling a real good look. Because you're telling me Paling wouldn't love to just come in there and wreck shop? You're looking at me. I know. And I said in my video, I I know it's not going to happen. But I
1: said, I can't. Why not? I can't. It really can't.
0: And even with the injury, I don't understand how you don't call up Paling or Jake freaking Evans. Well, I don't understand. Okay,
1: with Paling, I understand, because Paling, the problem was, you're gonna play him on the fourth line. Mm-hmm. And if you call him up now, are you still not gonna play him on the fourth line? You
0: could put Suzuki back on the second line where he's been, and you can give Paling the third line center role. And you can get some penalty kill in there. Jordan Wheel or Nick Cousins could get off the power play, give Paling some time there, maybe. Please? I just Like forgetting about The World Junior stuff It was a wild fantasy
1: It doesn't make sense And you know
0: he'd kill it You know he would
1: Yeah I know he'd kill it Because he's like An actual NHL Like legitimate NHL player
0: I just don't get
1: At this moment
0: now Yeah yeah he is But it would've been awesome it's, it's selfish but uh, and I, I just I don't understand why you're not calling anyone up I really don't even if I'm just being a Jake Evans fanboy really I randomly DM Mark Dumont just saying Evans question mark he never got back I'm over it you're but over anyway it. but yeah you're so I don't understand why they haven't called anyone yet but, but we'll see did yeah. you just
1: say Evans, question mark?
0: Yeah, because he does this thing with Evans when he scores you, just says Evans, so oh it's like a little God. joke That's him, why he so. didn't respond. But he's done it. He's done the joke, yeah. so I thought he would do something. But then Laval got killed the other day, so maybe that's why he was too busy writing. But then the Habs won another game. So then they won a game against the Rangers the other day.
1: Talk to me about that.
0: It was really boring. But it was a necessary game where they were in there. They were good. They were really good defensively, and that was it. They were just terrible in their own zone. Sorry, no. i I just. I. I don't know what I'm saying. They were really good in their own zone. It was a boring game. A very very boring game of hockey. But it was. I compared it to GRN 400, the class, critical issues in journalism. It. You hate to take it or to watch it, but it's necessary. It was a game they needed what to mean? do. Shea Weber blocked a sh- like Shea Weber ended up blocking a shot and he got like busted up. Yeah. And he was just didn't miss a shift. There's so this blood everywhere. Shea a Weber's a monster. Player. Price is looking good again.
1: Yeah, I was gonna like, ask you about Kay price.
0: And then uh Nate Thompson, for some reason the fourth line was out there in the last minute. And Nate Thompson chugga 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 Top
1: 6, the tank engine. I, I, saw, I saw that goal.
0: Got, got the game winner. So. No. Yeah. It's fun.
1: I have a question about Carey Price. Yeah. So does this team... If Kerry Price is playing good, this team is playing good. If Carey Price is playing poorly, this team is playing poorly. That is that a good evaluation of this team? Yeah. yeah. Pretty good evaluation of this it's team. It's probably been the story of this team since he was drafted. Okay. Yeah. So we know that eight-game stretch... It just was a mess, not just for Price, I think, for both goalies. More Price than Everything Kincaid was terrible. Everything was terrible. Is it picking up?
0: It is. Um, there were a lot of games that in that stretch they should have won, but they didn't. Uh, a lot of, you know, crappy efforts. A lot of a third periods when they've just let go, not playing well in front of Carry, But, you know, it's been a thing where Price hasn't had the best November and he picks it up right away. And it looks like he has. Um... The big question is: Yes, are they playing well? Starting with Colorado and now to to this yeah. Rangers game, yes. But the problem is now: Does their scoring start taking a hit? Because they've obviously they're a fantastic scoring team at five on five, but these injuries are going to going to um, Take it catch and, up with them, right? And, and I think it is about to. So you say that, but they're playing the Sens. They've got some soft opponents that they lost to at the start of that road trip. I mean, the Rangers game was, they needed to win it after the 4 nothing collapse. I'm assuming they're going to be feisty wanting to go after Ottawa again. So I think the next few games are going to be crucial for their season. And I think if they fall apart against the Sens again, and these other weaker teams, then I think that's it for the season. Because the end of the year the Habs are just all over the room. So they need to they have a weak set of opponents coming up. Okay. And they have to win those games. They really do. And it's it's gonna be a very big character test for that team. A lot of adversity without sorry, with all these injuries. Really is.
1: Okay, so who's going to step up? Or who do you think will step up?
0: First of all, it all starts with Carey Price. Right. Um, Weber has been fantastic this year Brendan Gallagher is leading the charge as always in the, in the Colorado games Dorov gave him like six cross checks in the single shift because Brendan Gallagher so it's it's going to be Gally it, and that entire Deno tatar line which has always been fantastic Nick Suzuki needs to continue to be a, have a good rookie season Lekanen is has had a really good stretch despite despite how crappy the rest of the team's been. Yol Armia has been has had some really good starts. So it's going to be those guys, younger guys like I I've, I've been talking about this year. Jeff Petrie needs to really be Jeff Petrie Isn't again. Is it
1: a contract year?
0: Next year. Next year. Next year is Jeff Petrie's contract year. So it needs to it really needs to be Domey needs to be a lot better too because it's a contract year for him. It is. Yes, and he just he hasn't been good enough. So, again, it's the young guys, and it also needs to be the vets. The, or, you know, the guys that are hot right now need to keep being hot. And guys like Domi, who probably hasn't been the best, need to step up. So, it, it's really, it has to be everyone. It's a cop-out answer, but with a team like Montreal who scores by committee, it needs to be everyone in committee.
1: So, earlier this episode, we talked about Kale McCarr and Quinn Hughes and the, and the uh, Calder, Calder Trophy does Nick Suzuki has he shown anything to be up there in conversation
0: see the problem is obviously you're not asking me if he has a chance to win it because god no, because Kyle Macar is a monster and Quentin Quentin I'm going to call him Quentin. Quentin Quentin Hughes is as as well so he's top 5 in rookie scoring i think so could he do it yeah they there've been glimpses of him where you think this guy is going to be a stud. So, he... he and they also relies because he plays a Max Domi, or he did before... I think it's going to... Like, this next stretch of him playing center on the third line is, is going to be a big turn. Do I think he has the potential to possibly a finalist? Yeah, I think he does. Um, it's been a good showing so far. I really do think he has a chance, but uh, we'll, we'll wait and see for Suzuki. I'm excited for him. He's only 20 now, and I can't wait to see what he's going to be like in two, three years. He's amazing already, so... I'm a big Good. fan. Yeah. Good. So I think... That's it. That's it. Um, shall we do our final quick check on the Twitter? Quickly, just erase. By the way, do you like how I change the fonts for the Habs and Leafs in our notes? Yeah, I do. I, I like noticed doing, that. I like doing that stuff on the Google Docs. Oh. No, I, I don't want...
1: Uh, t- I don't think there's anything.
0: Twitter. No. What's something you can say during sex, but also when you manage a a Twitter account? This is from Netflix. We're not talking about. This is delicious, (laughs) goes down smooth. Oh my god, (sighs) Netflix! What are you doing? Netflix US too. That's why. Um. Yeah. No, there's nothing else. That is. That is everything. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed this episode, like, hopefully, we will all enjoy the Rise of Skywalker when it comes out. There's your Star Wars references. Then you should, of course, rate this podcast. You should also review it, because why not? Why not? Why not? Then, of course, you know, of course, we've teased that coming up. We're gonna have a special episode talking about hockey culture and all that later this week. Uh, towards the end of the month, as well, you know, 2020 is coming up. Me and Alex and probably Dana too are gonna talk about. The Montreal Canadiens and the new, and uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs and kind of like our review on the past decade or well, those who will do a decade I'll be doing it since 2014 because I was a fan also check out the show on Instagram and YouTube all that stuff is run by Alex of course uh, give a shout out to the guy who just made our new intro because he's awesome uh, check out Daniel's stuff we're not going to put them in the description yet because he's not on we love you Daniel we really do but uh, hopefully he'll start showing up Um, Yeah, I think that's everything. Check out my YouTube channel, too. Yeah, HFRs. Woo! Go Hops, go!